I don't know which party my wife belongs to, but uh, she belongs to my kitchen and my living room and the other room. It's my jam, it's my jam. <laughs> another episode of the Gold Coast Reports, The Other Room. It is I, your favorite kitty cat, Rhea Boss, holding down the fort again as my lovely co-hosts are nowhere to be found yet again. Like, you guys, Rhea's radar is picking up. And if we're not careful, I'm going to turn the other room into Rhea's room. You heard that, girls? <laughs> um... So as usual, you can find The Other Room on Stitcher, TuneIn, on Apple Podcast Provider, literally anywhere you find a podcast, just type in The Other Room and we will pop right up. So let's get into our first segment for today, which is my favorite. You can sit with us. I'm going to need Cyril to like edit in like a chair being pulled or something. We need some drama. But the very first event I have is... By my favorite, I know I talk about drama queens a lot. Hi, shameless drama queens plugger over here. Um, but it is my favorite Pan-African feminist nonprofit theater organization. They challenge the status quo, breaking barriers and centering her stories in a world that seeks to erase them. Now this Friday at one corner in Kokomlemle, um, from, I believe it's going to be 7 p.m. Um, it's Friday the 28th of September. They're going to be screening Vagabonds, a film by Amar Tay Amar, who also happens to be my stepbrother. Dum, dum, dum. Shameless plug. Um, his short film Vagabonds follows, uh, the story of two young orphans. Um, and on Friday, um, drama queens will be not only screening Vagabonds, but then they'll also be in conversation with Armate Armar. Um, and it's going to be an amazing time. I'm going to be there. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about orphanhood in Ghana. Um, and also what are some ways we can help to eradicate and combat that? Um, and so I encourage everyone, if you have time, Friday, September 28th, at one corner in Kokomlemle, there's going to be a screening of Vagabonds by Amartai Armar, um, and then followed up by a Q&A section, which will be, um, I think, led by um, Kinale Kamani. Yes. Um, so please try and come out, because I know I'm going to be there. And yes, yes, yes. Also happening on Saturday, the 29th of September, starting at 5 p.m. You guys, please don't be late at Seralio, my favorite people over at house number three, formerly in Kenton, are going to be having my favorite musical experience with F the DJ. Um, for those of you who have never been to a decaf live, which is the name of the event, um, members of house number three have their playlists and they each kind of give us their songs and the audience gets to deliver on how they feel about each of the songs and it's a really cool way to get to see how people choose the music that they listen to why they're listening to what they're listening to whether it's for nostalgic purposes or for maybe something about the textures or the bass or, or the drum or the melody it's really 
a fun musical experience. It's different and they don't come around that often. So when they come around, it's like you have to go. So I encourage everyone, if you're not doing anything Saturday, the 29th of September from 5 p.m. at Seraglio, house number three will be hosting an amazing event, Decaf Live. Welcome back. Now, another event that has kind of fallen on my lap in the past couple of hours um, and something that sort of piqued my interest um, is something called the Sound of Happiness, which is a Harmattan Rain installation that's going to be happening at the Container on the 2nd of October 2018. Um, and I'll just read to you what it is. It's a fully immersive audiovisual installation by the music agency Harmattan Rain, where they explore the effect of music and sound on moods, um, where they will tap into the music that lifts our spirits and gives us a moment of happiness. I have to say that I'm excited for this event um, because as a musician myself, it's really cool to see events that want to challenge how we listen to music um, and why it is we listen to what it is we're listening to and what affects our moods, etc. And so I think this will probably be the beginning of many rain installations of this this sort. More power to Benoit. Uh, I really think this is an amazing initiative and I plan on being there. For those of you that don't know where the container is, um, it's the front of a venue called Front Back, which is in Yaneba Estates. Um, just stay tuned, follow Harmaton Rain, make sure you, you know, you, you learn more about this event. And I hope to see lots and lots of my music lovers out there. All right, y'all. So what's poppin'? What's poppin'? What's really good? What's really happening? Um, as I'm sure those of you who are active, avid listeners of the other room, you will know that when we talk about what's popping, we're talking about what's really trending on these Twitter streets. Um, and something that has caught my eye, um, on Ghana Twitter more recently is the discussion of living with your parents, moving out of your parental home, having your own space, etc. Um, and I want to use this sort of what was trending or was popping to lead into something that I might have just started today, Ria's rants. Um, now I'm going to talk about living at home, living with your parents and living outside of your parents' home, etc. because I happen to not live in my parents' house. Um, I live on my own in my own flat. Um, and I do have lots of friends who, or rather cross sections of friends who some live on their own, some live with their parents and a lot of different reasons as to why. Now I'm going to go through some of the tweets that I've seen, um, and then use those as kind of like the springboard to my rant. So the first, um, tweet that I'm going to read is from, uh, count pure ivory that read you're in Ghana where the economy is bad and the government is complicit to the issues at hand, and you think it's a bad thing you're living at home at 27, please, please don't pressure yourselves like that. Um, and the second tweet I'm going to use is from Joe Wacko, hey boo, um, which says, see, don't let children of the have-nots make you feel irresponsible for being privileged and living in your parents' house. All that stems from a place of having parents who couldn't build big houses to accommodate the growing family. Enjoy your privilege. It's cold out there. Now, okay, there's many ways in which we can kind of take these things that are being said. And and my rant is going to be, of course, it's Rhea's rant, so all these opinions are my own. But kind of using the first tweet that I said from Pure Ivory as a jumping off point, the economy is pretty bad, right? Things are pretty expensive here. And let's face it, a lot of these nice luxury high rises that are being built all up and down Accra are looking for um, two years rent, for example, and they're quoting you in dollars. 
Um, now I, you know, have the privilege of being able to work for my family company. And so I get to see people's salaries and, and to be honest with you, um, you know, even as an employer, um, I see the discrepancies in pay, um, in what people are being paid. I mean, some people are taking home every month upwards of 500 CDs or less than a thousand CDs, which when you think about it, what, how, how much is going towards transportation? How much is going towards your general quality of life, let alone rent? Um, and so again, you see that a lot of these high rises that are being built are not being built with Ghanaians in mind. They're being built with just expats in mind. And so of course, I believe that infrastructure would also help this. If we had affordable housing, afford, uh, housing such that it could go according to people's pay, I would see, or I'm sure we would see many other people moving out of their homes and, and being able to live independently. But unfortunately, we don't have that here. We do not have a culture here that is encouraging of people moving out of the house before marriage. And I think that that's, you know, an accurate reading. I think that my grandmother, even me living outside of the home right now, she doesn't feel like that's the best thing for me because in her mind, I should be staying at home until I am married, going straight from home to your marriage house, which I think is wrong. When I moved out of um, Ghana and was living in the States for the years that I lived there, I lived on my own. And so when I came back to Ghana, I did not now expect for my independence to be clipped and to be put back in a space where I couldn't dictate my movements, right? And so I kind of put my foot down, but I, sort of like going back to Joe Wackel's um, um, tweet, I'm lucky enough to have um, uh, a mother who has been able to provide for me to be able to live on my own. Not everybody has the story, right? And so some of us, like myself, can, you know, speak from the perspective that we know and that we're living. Um, but I can also add to the point and to the fact that it is difficult here in Ghana. They don't make it, or in Accra rather, of course, I'm speaking from a very Accra-centric point of view, is that we don't have the means by which people can feel they can be that independent unless they're getting married and moving out of their parents' house into their family home. And my perf my solution is something I've mentioned already is infrastructure. We need more affordable housing for individuals. We need people who are able to cultivate independent lives apart from their family houses. Now, again, this is probably very cultural, right? But I do believe that it is integral for us as humans to spend times by ourselves and alone in our spaces. Um, something that one of my best friends always says to me is he wants a space that is his own, a space that you know, feels like him. Everybody is entitled to that because it also allows them to get more in tune with who they are. And I feel like a lot of people are walking around half versions of themselves because they have not been given the opportunity or do not have the means by which to be able to live independent lives. Um, and so I know I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but just to reel it back into the, to the, the subject matter at hand of living at home, um, until you're, you know, married or, or, or wanting your independent space. I think that if you have the means to be able to live on your own, you should do it. But Accra or Ghana, the infrastructure around does make it very difficult. And so like Joe Wackel said, if you happen to be from a family that is able to provide for you in that way, you should be quite appreciative of that because times are hard here. You know, not everybody is fortunate and some people are having, you know, their very basic privacies, you know, kind of stepped on. I remember when I was living, when I had just moved back to Ghana, and I was living with my grandmother, one of the, the, I love her to death, right? But one of the, the main things was privacy is, is people feeling like because you're living under their roof, you have to adhere to specific rules, even as an adult. 
Um, and so I think that's where the, the rant comes from, where people get annoyed is that they don't feel like their sense of independence is one they can find at home. Um, but I encourage people to carve out moments for themselves and let's try and who do we talk to about like trying to get these kinds of things built, like affordable housing, et cetera. Um, when I was living in New York, something that, you know, still had a lot of issues, but was, was put in place was NYCHA where, um, the, you know, affordable housing such that, um, your rent is according to what you make. Um, and so some people were paying $300 a month for a two bedroom or $200 a month, etc. But if we could develop these kinds of practices here, maybe we could get more people living, you know, having spaces to live, you know, to, to be able to live on their own. And then of course, when I'm referring to affordable housing, it also is to help the general population as well. You know, I get sad when I see people sleeping on the street and I think we need more infrastructure to have shelters. Everyone needs a decent place to sleep. Now this has gone on a complete tangent, but, um, you know, I believe that being able to live on your own and have an independence is really important. And so, um, yeah, that's my rant. My rant kind of went like all types of up and down and sideways. But I think the main point for me is everyone is entitled to independence if they need it. So how do you carve out a bit of independence for yourself? If you are able to move out, I encourage it. Please do. It is expensive here. So if you can get with a couple of your friends and get a house or something and, and, and split those bills down the middle, that would also be amazing. But also... I don't think that there's any shame in living at home if it's the most cost effective thing for you to do at the moment. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was my rant. I think that my rant turned into like a freestyle at some point, but it's all good. You're going to get what you're going to get. <laughs> um, but moving right along to the sizzler. This is the part where you're supposed to hear like something sizzling on the fire, but the editing God that is Cyril will not, will not be editing this in, right? all shade. That was all shade. <laughs> um, but for today's, uh, sizzler, um, I want to talk about body positivity, body image perception and beauty. Um, and I know this is probably something that we've touched on before, but the reason I want to bring this up again is because I'm sure those of you that follow social media or those of you that are huge Rihanna fans know about model slick woods, who's also one of Rihanna's muses. Um, Slick Woods was recently kind of like the victim of online bullying, online ridiculousness, as we know how the internet likes to do. Um, and this was kind of right after she had just walked um, in the Savage X Fenty runway um, experience, where she also walked the runway and she was in labor. She actually gave birth to her son, Saphir, right after that runway show. More power to her. Congratulations to Slick Woods. First of all, segue. How did this woman walk a runway in labor? I'm telling y'all, we are everything. We are so powerful. We are fantastic. But that's just me segueing. Um, now, after this, people online started to get real bold with it. Now, Slickwoods has been a model for quite some time, um, and she's not new if you sort of follow fashion. Um, and people were saying that she was ugly. They were referring to her. She's, she's, she's striking. She's, she is just a striking beauty. Um, she has a gap tooth, um, which is like, I have a gap tooth. So it's like, yes, girl. Um, and, you know, she has very striking features, which I think are what make her a high fashion model. Um, 
I mean, like you, everybody could never slick woods, but that's beside the point. Um, and people were really kind of being mean, um, being really disrespectful about her beauty. Um, and something that I noticed, cause I'm used to men being trash, right? I'm used to men always deciding how they feel about women's looks. But for me, what was the thing, the most striking of the abuse was a lot of it was coming from women. Um, and I don't know guys, but when I see women bashing on other women, I just get a special kind of mad, um, because we already have so many factors against us as a collective that I never understand why we have to get divisive within ourselves. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, and when I was seeing some of these women tweet these horrible things about sick words, I was wondering, where does that come from? Does it come from a place of insecurity? Does it come from a place of jealousy? Or does it come from a place of feeling like this unconventional beauty is not worthy of the high fashion praise that it is getting? Um, and that's a very special kind of salty, if you ask me. Um, and I wonder if we have been so brainwashed by media into believing that there's only specific kinds of beauty that now when you see one that is quote unquote unconventional, you decide you want to pick holes in it, but you've never walked a runway in your life though. That was all shade, all tea. Um, and so I wanted to use this opportunity to just sort of talk to my ladies, um, and to my men, but you, but this isn't really about y'all about body positivity, loving the skin you're in, and also embracing all diversity and beauty. Um, it is, I feel, our responsibility as women, as life bringers, as people that are able to carry forth life and, 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 and mold life. I think it's important for us to remember that there's no one way of being beautiful. There are so, beauty is not a shape. It is not a size. It is not a particular look. It is not a color. Beauty is who you are. Um, and being comfortable in your skin is just as easy as loving who you are. And loving who you are doesn't mean bashing on another person or another woman. Absolutely not. That is not beautiful. It is not beautiful to sit and nitpick on someone else's beauty because all that shows is you projecting your own insecurities of self. Now, I'm going to remind you all what body positivity is. Um, it is the acceptance and appreciation of all human body types. It is a social movement rooted in the belief that all human beings should have a positive body image and be accepting of their own bodies as well as the bodies of others. Do you need me to repeat that? As well as the bodies of others. Too often, I see many women being the culprits of tearing down other people's body positivity when we are the people that even started this movement to begin with. I want to encourage all women, when you feel like you're in the need to be catty about how someone else looks, remember the days when you're not feeling so great and you wish you could have a little bit of a boost. It is unfair to think that there is only one way of being beautiful. And yes, we can blame media and society that has helped to shape these kinds of, or perpetuate these kinds of stereotypes. However, it starts and ends with us. So I know sometimes I get really serious on you guys, right? And I and I try to impart these wisdoms and these tools, but I believe that it is important and imperative that as individuals, it starts with you. So if you're practicing body positivity, practice it in, in theory and in practice. Okay. Like don't just talk about it, be about it. The other day I tweeted something, um, 
that said some women, you know, purport to be women's women or feminists, but their vaginas are still entertaining misogynists. It's the same thing when it comes to that. I believe that if you are about something, be about it all the way or don't be about it at all. And so to women, especially to women like Slick Woods who have seen the brunt of internet bullying because of how they look, I send more power to you. To the young girl who is listening to this right now, who looks in the mirror and feels like she is not anybody's version of beautiful. You are your own version of beautiful and you are allowed to be valid. Absolutely that. And there is not one way of being beautiful. There's absolutely not one way of being beautiful. And I think that sometimes we need to remind each other of that. If I decide I don't want to wear makeup, hey, that's me. I'm comfortable. That's how I want to be beautiful. If I decide I want to wear makeup every single day, that's, you know, everybody is entitled to however they feel like they want to be beautiful, you know? And I think that I cannot stress that enough. So something, you know, Slick Woods incident and then the bullying and, and the attacks online, you know, just sort of wanted, pushed me into wanting to talk about this yet again, about body image, body positivity, and about healthy ways in which to love ourselves. I encourage all of you this week, when you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror, find the one thing that you are proud of, that you love your eyes or you love your full cheeks or you love your high cheekbones. Please this week, try to find the beauty in you. Be comfortable with you because we have only one body, one vessel that we've been given. And so are we going to spend our entire lives being angry at our body or being angry at somebody else's body? No way. We have to be comfortable within the skin that we're in. Oh boy. That was, that was pretty heavy to end with. Um, but I, I don't know. I felt compelled, um, to talk about it. So maybe today was like a full Ria's rant, I guess, cause that was more, that was more of me giving my own opinions on that as well. But hey, it is Ria's radar. <laughs> and unfortunately, oh, You've come to the end of yet another episode of The Gold Coast Reports, The Other Room. It's been Rhea Boss, your favorite kitty cat, holding down the fort. Um, and hopefully you're going to get all three of us very soon. Again, we are so sorry that we keep doing this to you. Um, but as usual, you can find The Gold Coast Reports, The Other Room, on TuneIn, Stitcher, on um Apple Podcast Providers, I was about to fumble that. <laughs> Just type in the other room and we will pop right up. And also, while you're there, check out some more of the Gold Coast Report's amazing podcasts. And yes, it's me signing out. Meow, meow. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.